0: Welcome to Cup of Joy, the podcast. I'm your host, Heidi B., Chief Joy Officer and Divorce Coach at Joyfully B. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you shift your junk to joy, heartbreak to healing, and free the funk so you can move forward faster. We don't just survive, we thrive by using joy as our GPS to create a life you're obsessed with. I invite you now to grab your cup of joy juice for another epic episode. Like my mama bee always says, put a smile on your face and joy in your heart. And with that, let's start. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Cup of Joy, the podcast. I'm so excited to bring today's episode to you. I've got an amazing guest today. Miss Lisa McGregor is a co-parenting coach who is helping women to embrace their role of part-time parenting. Lisa empowers moms to leverage their time away to turn less into more. And as a life and hypno-breathwork coach, she helps women put it all into action. Welcome to
1: the podcast, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Lisa, I have been following you for quite some time on your social media because your the name of your social handle, The Unplanned Chapter, is totally genius. I'm obsessed with it.
1: Well, thank you. That that name came to me when I founded this business. And it it just really ties in so much about what I went through personally and what so many people go through in their lives, whether it be divorce, whether it be a job change. There's so many different unplanned chapters that we have in our life.
0: Oh, my gosh. That is so well said. And that's exactly what we're going to jam on today, you guys. We're going to talk about accepting and adjusting to your unplanned chapter. So whether you are divorced or you're not, or like Lisa said, whatever you're going through that maybe popped up in life and you went, okay, I didn't see that one coming. We're going to talk about how to really move through all that stuff. So stick around. We're going to dive right in with Lisa, maybe sharing a little bit about your story and how your unplanned chapter came about
1: and how you got to where you are now. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I'll start off with saying that the only thing certain in life is change. And we all, as the, depending on how old you are, we can look back at your past and say, oh, that's absolutely correct, is that usually what happens is, is when we're younger, we write the story in our head of the way that we think life is going to go which is great, imaginary. Maybe you're playing house as a child or when you're in high school, you're envisioning exactly the way things were supposed to go and you end up checking all the boxes you think you're supposed to check. So you go to college, then you find the love of your life, then you buy the house, then you start the career, then you get married and then you have the baby and then, and then, and then, and you end up checking all the boxes. Well, what happens if you don't have those things happen in the order that you thought they were going to or if they don't happen at all, or if you check the box and then the box gets unchecked, what happens then? And it's it's just coming to a place of realizing and surrendering to the fact that things aren't always going to happen the way that you had planned them in your head.
0: Yeah. That's and who, who made to- those boxes? Like, have you ever thought about that? Who created these boxes? Well, we know society created a lot of these boxes and expectations, but if we go back, this is like... Decades upon decades upon decades, our grandparents, 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 grandparents decided to subscribe to these boxes. And I love that in today's society, we're starting to question what boxes are our boxes? Or do we even have boxes? Do we even need boxes? Do we need a checklist? Can we just allow life to be the unplanned chapter?
1: Exactly. That is so, so true. And the more that I have dug into my own healing and my own stories, I'm beginning to see exactly that. There's so many societal pressures and pressures from our family and the way that we think life should go that that of our life as it unfolds, and even some pressures that come along with it. Like, let's say you're in your thirties. There's a lot of women who maybe who are single in their thirties and they're thinking they're behind because they haven't gotten married yet, or they haven't had children yet. And that's putting yourself in that box of saying, this is the way that life should go. And I've done something wrong or something's gone wrong because I haven't gotten to that milestone yet. Instead of embracing the fact that each of us are unique, our own lives are completely different and learning to embrace that.
0: I love what you said too about the career path. That's such a good one to use. For example, is if you go to college or you don't or whatever you do, you hit this point in your 20s where you kind of look around and go, okay, I'm supposed to start climbing the ladder. I'm supposed to make as much money and work as hard as I possibly can and retire as early as I possibly can so I can go start traveling to Haiti every other weekend when the reality is like that doesn't
1: have to be. Your
0: life, nor is it most people's, right?
1: No, absolutely not. And also to think that at 18 years old, when you go into college, that you have to pick the career and stick with it. How much do you change? You think about yourself at like 18, between 18 and 22 and how different you are and how your interests have all changed from that age. And to think that we have to stick with that exact career and that exact identity that you chose, it's absurd. We don't give
0: ourselves enough credit as we navigate life, to choose change, to embrace the change. I love the quote that you started out with because that's the reality is the only thing we can count on is change all the time.
1: Absolutely. And embrace that. It's okay. You end up changing with time. Your interests change. um, Your career changes. And that's okay.
0: One of the things we were talking about before we pressed record was um, my story Of divorce. And I won't go into the the details of that. People have probably heard that on my podcast multiple times. But um, one of the things that stands out is that I changed. And I didn't realize, I think a lot of times uh, when we talk about divorce, we don't acknowledge the fact that we change. And that's okay. And sometimes our relationships aren't meant to last the test of time, if you will, quote unquote, like test of time. And it's not that we didn't try hard enough or we didn't do anything or we did something wrong, but we just changed that. And, or we never were really taught how to figure out who we actually were. And that was a big part of me. I didn't realize I was a big part of the divorce story. Obviously (laughs) I should have known that, but I didn't realize at the time that I was so insecure with myself. I didn't really love myself fully, fully the way that I needed to. And I didn't really know who I was. And that's probably because I met my husband, the ex-husband now, when I was in my 20s. And we were checking the boxes. And we didn't want to have anything to do with the unplanned chapter at all. Because Nothing. of what
1: you were making that mean, right? That's what what, you, what in your mind were you making that mean if you unchecked that box?
0: Yeah, exactly. And what that meant was uncertainty. That's what that meant. I think that um, when I hear the word unplanned, what really hits home is like uncertainty. And one of the top tips that I would share with anybody going through an unplanned chapter is to choose to reframe that in a healthy way. And Change your relationship to uncertainty. Once I learned that uncertainty wasn't. A, so true. Yeah. Yeah. Once I learned that uncertainty wasn't a bad thing, it was actually, it meant growth, it meant expansion, it meant opportunity. It meant, and for me, it meant, whoa, this is who I am. And as this version of me, I can attract these friends and these relationships. And it didn't have to be this. Deep, dark, scary cave where you know a monster was going to jump out at me. I don't know. And if you could share more about your story, I interrupted you completely, derailed you. Oh no, um, no!
1: I love the direction. It, <laughs> it's great. It's like you know the, the different tangents because they open up and they're so relevant to what we're talking about. So just like with career, we were talking about with career having to think that you went in college that you have to pick that career and stick with it. Same goes with with your marriage is like like you i met my husband when i was 20 years old and got married put a ring on it at 22 was married uh, i think i was we were married at 23 i get lost um had my first baby at 24 it just all went so fast and to think that that, that i would remain the same person and that he would e- even grow along with me is it doesn't it doesn't make sense so We were married for nine years, and during that time, we checked all the boxes. And for a while there, especially after we had my daughter, uh, we were checking all the boxes. When we started to have some unplanned chapters was when we started to went to go have more children. We ran into infertility issues and were not able to have more children. That did become a little bit of a rift in our marriage, but it was not the only thing. I started to dive a little bit deeper into the deeper meanings of why this was happening. And I was starting to begin to have some growth. And it became very clear after a while that we were not growing together. And um, our our marriage ended up eventually dissolving in 2017. And we went our own ways. I now look back at looking at connecting the dots looking back and seeing how that infertility journey ended up being a blessing. That closed door, as painful as it was in the moment, I now see when we came to our divorce, that that was actually a complete blessing, that I was not meant to have more children with him at that time. So that was my first milestone of knowing that when the divorce came, that I was going to be okay, because that was confirmation to me that That God was looking out for me, that I was being protected and I would be okay going forward, also. We started our co parenting journey in 2017 doing 50 50, and that was a hard adjustment for me to make. Um, One of the stories that I had told myself in my head was that what a mother should be mother should be there full time, a mother should be with her babies all the time. And that was another story that I was telling myself, and I had a really hard time deconstructing that in my mind and having to wrap my head around the part-time parenting.
0: Mm, Yeah. yeah. I love that you shared that, the shoulds and subscribing to the narratives of how do you you unsubscribe? How did you give yourself permission to unsubscribe from that specific narrative? Because there's so many that we go through in divorce that we're like, oh, I should this, I should have that shitting all over the place. Like, how do you
1: unsubscribe from that? Well, sometimes when you're put in those situations, you have nothing, you have no choice but to. I really struggled with not having her 50% of the time and struggled with not having her during big milestones like uh, Christmas, Thanksgiving, her birthday. Those were all adjustments that I really had to Quickly become acclimated with and say, okay, we just, this can look different. It doesn't have to necessarily be devastating. It can just look different. And so for Christmas, I may not have her for Christmas. It just looks different now. So now we do it a week early with my family, and then she gets to celebrate with her dad. Same thing goes with Thanksgiving or even her birthday. Now we've come to a place in our co-parenting journey that we can actually all go out to dinner together. So we will be going out to dinner all together when my daughter turns 14 on November 14th.
0: Wow.
1: Wow. And I'm sure
0: it's taken you some time to get to that space, baby steps. Oh, yeah.
1: Yes, it's taken some time. Absolutely. Uh, Six years to be exact. This is the first time in six years. So definitely do not worry if your co parenting journey does not look like that yet. It's not meant to. It it takes some time.
0: And what I hear you saying too is it doesn't have to. You get to design the life that you desire and choose what that looks like and pivot, make adjustments. For six years, you didn't do that. And now you're going to try that this year, see how it feels. For you, for your daughter, for the unit, and then and then go from there. Maybe you'll do something different at 15 and 16. And who knows what 21 is going to look like, exactly. all the different <laughs> milestones. But I love what you said about um, this is something that I use all the time with my clients too. A lot of divorce recovery for me was identifying, not identifying, but choosing new rituals and routines mm-hmm. for myself. And with others, with family, with extended family, with friends, with friend circles. It's like, what is, because we love to make meaning around holidays. Holidays are hard for a reason. We have so many attachments synced into. And again, this goes back to checking the boxes, those gosh darn boxes (laughs) of, I'm supposed to live the Hallmark holiday movie. Oh, don't even get me started on the homework movies. Oh, we need to do a whole nother podcast on how to heal through the holidays. Like that's not helping, right? That definitely isn't helping unless you want a good cry and you want to use your coping strategy that way. But, and that's okay too, but whole nother story. But the routines and rituals are really important to detach from that version of you that you were in that relationship Mm -hmm. and to, I'll just, I made it up right here. And retach,
1: yeah, <laughs> reattach to yes.
0: a version of you that you feel let up as and the life that you want to choose for yourself. So I love that you just said different doesn't have to be devastating. Mm-hmm. That quote, everybody needs to write that down. Yes. Different doesn't have to be devastating. How did you allow yourself to buy into that quote? How did you trust yourself? In the when the unplanned chapter hit? How'd you learn to trust yourself?
1: So it really comes down to the stories. So I had to become really aware and 90% aware of, of change is awareness. And so getting to the root of the, of the stories that I was putting around it. So, so for instance, like a common one, especially if children are involved in a divorce is children are now going to come from a broken family. What are you making that mean? What's the story that you're putting around that? What does broken mean to you? Does broken, can it also mean that mom and dad living underneath the same house and not displaying healthy love? Is that any better than children coming from two houses where the parents are separated and they're seeing each parent now become a better version of themselves? Get to the bottom of that story. And like, why does it have to be one way? Another common one that I that I even said to myself was I can't be the mom that I that I wanted to be well why not? what are you making that mean? Why can't you be the mom that you want to be just because let's say you can't spend Christmas day with them what does that mean? why, why are you making that mean some something and I get it I'm not just dis- dis- dissolving or diminishing any of the pain. Trust me when I say I have been there and I have experienced that pain and I have sat in the walled in it. But I had to decide to move forward from that and the stories that I was making around that. So my new story is that that I get to, we just get to pick different traditions. And so it may look different. And think about this too, not even just in a a divorce or co-parenting situation. Think about it from, from different professions. There's nurses, there's EMTs, there's firefighters, police officers that don't get to be there on the exact holiday. Does that make them any less of a mom or a dad because they can't be there on those holidays? And so just be aware of those stories that that are surrounding you and what you're making them mean about yourself or your worthiness.
0: Mm, wow, that is so powerful, Lisa. That is so, so powerful. What I hear you saying too is like the way that you can trust yourself in your unplanned chapter is just checking your truth. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we forget that we're not even being honest with ourselves because we're choosing our, I call it the bullying beliefs. Yes. Oh, that's such a good one too. Yeah. Just like these bullying beliefs, or I sometimes call her the mean girl. I'm like, there is this mean girl inside my brain Mm -hmm. and she just constantly tries to shove untruths, lies (laughs) to me to keep Mm -hmm. me stuck, to keep me in the struggle story, and she doesn't help. So, And she's usually just asking for something to be met, a need to be met. She's asking me to do something different, like you said. She's asking me to not choose to be devastated, but do something different to help her and heal her and move her forward. So I love that so, so much. Tell me a little bit about writing your next chapter. You had this unplanned chapter. How have you written this new chapter? What have you done?
1: Well, once I got to the root of some of these stories that I was telling myself and breaking out of the box of life had to be just this one way in order for it to be right or order for it to be good, I began to see that there's so many possibilities and that life could actually be pretty freaking epic. And I was in charge of writing that new chapter. I wasn't going to let all those societal pressures and all the shoulds and all that other stuff of the way that my life should be. I was going to leave that in the past. And I'm going to be like, you know what? I've got the pen in my hand and we're going to write this next chapter and it's going to be great. And so part of that is learning to surrender. And so we Mm. talked about a little bit about looking back at the past. And uh, for me, it was going back to Um, my you know infertility journey and seeing how that was you know ended up being a blessing in disguise going through my divorce also and adjusting to that and then last year actually um I, we had a little bit of a change in our custody arrangement and things changed where my daughter ended up living with her dad during the school week. And so she was only with me every other weekend and still continues to be. And that was another really hard thing for me to go through because I thought that I had accepted all that stuff. And then all those nasty, like you said, mean girl bullying, all those stories came up and reared their ugly head big time. And I had to knock all those out once again and be like, okay, Lisa, what are you making this whole situation mean? I found Mm -hmm. myself saying things like, well, she's only with me every other weekend. Oh, I only get to see her 20% of the time. And I realized how I was tying so much of my worthiness to that percentage of time on paper. Wow. I decided how am I going to decide to write this new chapter and how it looks way different than what I thought it was going to be. I chose to decide to look at this as a quality over quantity. And it's uh, amazing how that truly did happen <laughs> and wow. how things are always continuing to work in my favor. So let's just say, for instance, like my daughter is 13 years old. But actually, she'll be 14 uh, coming up here pretty soon. With teenagers, they're tough to to parent. They're tough to have around. <laughs> it's tough to have a really hard, like a great relationship with them. And their homework can, gets I, harder. Her, yeah. her weekly homeworks going to get a lot harder. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. So you know what? When I started to view it and have a little bit of fun with this, it was like, okay, her dad gets to do all that. Like you said, all the homework, all the day-to-day stuff. Would I love to be doing all that? Yeah, I would. But if things have to be this way, I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to accept it and I'm going to choose to see the good in this. Okay, I don't have to deal with the homework. I don't have to deal with the every single day stuff. I get to call her at the end of the day and I get to see how her day was. And our relationship has actually strengthened as a result of it. Guess what? It's called using the best and making the best of a crappy situation, but just trying to make the best out of a crappy situation. Yeah. Yeah. And choosing to to walk forward in 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 complete surrender and knowing that now I'm really beginning to see with everything that happens, that everything is happening for a reason. And same thing with you in your life. If you're going through these crappy situations, this isn't the first time this has happened. Can you look back in the past and see how things have always had a way of working out for you? Like, let's say you had a house that you really had your heart set on and you didn't end up getting the house and ended up falling through in the last minute. But then you end up finding out that there was tons of the neighborhood ended up being full of, you know, a lot of loud kids, or maybe there was like a lot of conflict in that neighborhood or something like that. And you're like, oh, wow, I dodged that bullet. And then you become thankful for it. And those are the kinds of things you can connect the dots of the past to be able to really go forward in your future.
0: Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I I love this saying. I had a mentor one time that said, everything is happening for you in perfect timing, in your timing, perfectly paced for you. That's why you were, um, one of the posts that you had on your social media was like, you're not behind. There's this false sense of like, I got to catch up. I'm behind these false sense of standards. And it's like, you're not behind because uh, if you try to get ahead, life's not even going to let you if it's not perfectly paced for you in this moment. And I love your perspective of, it's not trying to sugarcoat it or shove down the reality of how you're feeling, right? It's not going, oh, I don't feel sad about missing my daughter. Oh, I don't miss her at all. It's not It's not fake it till you make it. I believe that that doesn't work. But it's acknowledging, and like you said, shifting into acceptance and going, okay, this is happening. This is real. I am Mm -hmm. here. And so what I'm gonna do is I'm going to acknowledge how I feel about that. And the other part of me is gonna say, and what do I get out of this? What am I gonna make out of this? What am I gonna do with this? What is possible for me now that this is right where I'm at? And I believe if we can get into this space of curiosity and allow ourselves to expand into that unknown, mm-hmm. that unknownness of the un. un- planned chapter that we can truly, truly change our lives in the biggest way.
1: Absolutely. Like you've, and it's taken me some years to get through this. So if you're like newly in this, know that it definitely takes time and, and that's okay. You'll slowly move through this, but I've gotten even to the point where on holidays, for instance, who holidays can tend to be really hard. If you, you know, have children and you're splitting those holidays I now look forward to those holidays because I choose to plan ahead. So last year, for instance, on Thanksgiving, I didn't have my daughter. I went up to Reno and I went, (laughs) and I had a weekend away. My boyfriend and I went and we had an amazing time this year for Christmas. I'm not seeing her. So once again, I'm going on a road trip for a week. We're going to hit up Las Vegas. We're going to hit up Scottsdale, Arizona, and eventually end up in Dallas, Texas. And I'm looking forward to that. And so, yes, yes, while I would love to have her there for Christmas, I've made peace with it. We're going to be doing an early Christmas with her and then I'm hitting the road and mom's going to have fun for Christmas. And so creating that plan and just just having that in place is also another really important thing, whether you are in the beginning and if you're not ready to go on a vacation by yourself yet or away for a holiday, that's okay. But just having some kind of plan in place is really important and to help you with, with coping with those things. But that's part of writing your, your next chapter and realizing that it's all in your control and it gets to actually kind of be fun. I remember I used to see people like going away <laughs> for holidays and going to like Hawaii or places like that and being so envious. And I'm like, well, why can't I do that? I can yes. do that too. Yes. And you mm-hmm. never would have done that
0: if no. life didn't unfold the way that it that it has. No.
1: I wouldn't have yeah. thought of it as a possibility. And now I'm like, okay, well, every other Christmas, I will be going on a vacation. Just like every other Thanksgiving, I will be doing the exact same thing from now on.
0: What a fun way to infuse variety into your life too. We all need variety in our lives. It's one of our core needs. And that's such a beautiful way to have that shift in, in variety for sure. I, I couldn't agree more about planning. I have a thing that I do with my clients called the looking forward to list. And so it's like basically shifting out of like, I have to, I have to, have to into like I get to, and I'm looking forward to. So there's the, I get to do these things because it makes my life feel elevated. And I'm looking forward to dot, 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 And even if that looking forward to is sleeping in, or yes. maybe looking forward to is getting up early because you don't usually, whatever it is for you, it doesn't have to be, it can be going to Reno. Yay. Yes, yes. please. And it can be waking up at a slow pace without any noises in the house and cuddling up with whatever beverage you like and reading a good book or watching the TV shows that you want to watch or going on that beautiful walk. Like, what do you get to look forward to? But plan for that. Plan for that so that your body knows that like, this
1: is a good thing for me. I get to look forward to this. Absolutely. That is, that is the the perspective and leaving room. Of course, there's going to be some grief there, especially as you're adjusting to this. And the thing, biggest thing I've learned in my growth journey is allowing room for both grief and joy to yes. exist together. And say that again, say that again, say that again. <laughs> oh, yeah. The biggest like marker of, of, of true change and moving forward is allowing grief and joy to exist together. Not, it doesn't have to be one or the other. Oh yeah. my gosh, that
0: is, we didn't talk about this before the podcast, but that is the mission and mantra that I live by. It it, it doesn't just get to be both. It has to be both. Mm-hmm. It has to be both. There's a beautiful quote that you have have on your Instagram that says I'm just going to read it. Peace yeah. is the result of retraining your mind to process life as it is rather than life as it should be.
1: There's the big should. Yes, absolutely. And it doesn't mean, you know, with that that there's like like we've said, isn't gonna have some some grief associated with that. Just because I'm going and doing my road trip for Christmas doesn't mean on Christmas morning I'm not gonna be like, I miss my daughter. I wish that she was here. I'm gonna have those moments of that, but I'm choosing not to let the grief override. Grief yeah. will be there for a second. I'll acknowledge it, but then we move forward with the joy and being like, but this is the but this is the reality and I'm gonna make the best of it and I'm having fun.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's both. It is always, always both for sure. I love the peace part too, because when you said the plan, um, you used the word peace in describing it, and it was like, yeah, like the plan does provide a lot of, a lot of peace. And I think that it does because it's acceptance. Again, going back to that acceptance piece and really surrendering into what is. Where am I? What am I looking at? And now, what can I do with this? I yes. love that you said. I have a pen in my hand here. You said, mm-hmm. I've got the pen in my hand because life gets to be epic. Yeah. It's it's just so beautiful. Like we get to rewrite our epic, our yeah. entire epic. That's actually a framework that I use with my clients. It's It's oh, epic is- it. Energy, permission, intention, and connection. And those are the four things that we use to stay in alignment once we've kind of moved through transformation. just like check our alignment. And I use the word epic because it's one of my favorite words. Like we get to live an epic life.
1: you do, right? You do. You get you absolutely get to. And I think once the fog clears of the initial shock of going through a divorce or just just to co-parenting, once that fog clears and the possibility opens up and you're like wow just kind of like we even talked about even with like a career change sometimes you're so in your career and you're like this is the way I, you know i went to school for to be a dentist And I'm a dentist, I'm a dentist, I'm a dentist. But then you're like, but I kind of really like the coaching and some of the stuff that I went through. But I went to school all this time for this, this to uh, to, to be a dentist. I can't let go of that identity. But you're feeling your soul calling you to something else. That's okay. It gets to look different. You get to, you get to change. And same thing goes like with, with a divorce process too. Exactly. It's like uh, embracing that. And once you're able to like take that fog away You get to be able to see all the possibilities and it's okay to shed that identity of before because you're meant to change. Like that's okay. Yeah. What's a one way that
0: you would say, and maybe we already talked about this. It's okay to repeat it if it is. What's one way that folks can start to allow that fog to clear? Like how can they assist moving that a little bit more? Cause it's going to maybe linger a little bit and there's Some things we can't change about that, but like, what's one way we can help ourselves move through that fog, clear that up?
1: Well, one of the ways, and we we talked a little bit about this is to look back at the past, not to ruminate in it and not to live there. We don't want to live in the past, but to use it as, as ways of an example of how things have always worked out for you. So connecting those dots and seeing how every Different pivot that you've experienced every different direction you've been pointed in, and how that's always been working out for you. And it'll give you confidence that in this particular situation that you're gonna be okay. Also change your mindset from everything that could go wrong in this situation to everything that could go right. So our mm. brains tend to like stay in that position of, well, oh, what does this mean? I'm changing my identity or all these things that could go wrong. But when you do start to change it to everything that can go right, that can be really fun. Oh, wow. This can mean that I, the possibilities are endless. Do I have to stay living in the city that I'm living in? Does it have to even look like that? Does, what, what is my future? If if you're in a divorce situation, what does my future partner look like? I get to design that diving into your life of the way that you want it to look like and your future partner your future um maybe even a career cho- change or how once you go through the healing process and you for me it opened up a whole spiritual awakening life is so much richer and deeper now as a result of it so those are all things that have gone right and looking forward into my future also i get to view how that's going to be and i see how much out yes there's a uh, um some surrender that has to come along because it's not going to go exactly the way that i want it to but Throwing your anchor out into the feelings of the feelings you want to feel. So yes. like, you want to feel joy. You want to feel contentment. You want to feel excitement. But throwing out the exact way of the how it should go or the, the exact path and leaving that open to surrender of saying, I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I'm just going to focus on the end result of like these feelings that I want to feel and, yes. and surrendering to the exact path to get there.
0: Oh, that's so beautiful. I love to say that hold the vision, surrender the how. Yes. Yes. That's it. Hold the vision. And I'll add to that what you just said, hold the vision and vibration, vision and vibration, that emotional element of how you want to feel. Mm -hmm. Step into that vision and that vibration and surrender the how and let life lead you. Let life lead you. Let the unplanned chapter be a beautiful door to a new chapter rather than just feeling like I'm stuck here now, like you're not stuck, you're anything but. I love the perspective shift too of just like, am I going to choose to focus on problems that I don't even have yet or possibilities? I call that a plus assumptions with my clients of just like, okay, you're going to choose an A plus assumption or you want to sit in like the D, the D de- devastated zone. Like which one are you going to do? D plus or A plus? You can choose.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I love that. I mean, that's something majorly that I had to go through, especially this last year with my dog, me having to choose that also of like, okay, instead of looking at those, those, that staying in the D. Like you said, what are what are the possibilities of how this could go right? And I actually developed even a stronger connection with her. So it was totally mm-hmm. quality over quantity.
0: Oh my gosh. I love this so much. And I love, thanks for sharing that you have had to learn the lesson, some of these lessons over and over because the truth is we do. Sometimes that lesson comes knocking again of, Hey, just making sure that you still know how to surrender Lisa <laughs> Hey, still making sure that you still trust yourself and that you still believe that everything's happening for you in perfect timing. Hey, and and they just come as opportunities that come knocking to remind us that like we still we've still got it if if you will, right? Well, I've loved this chat so so much. I want to make sure that everybody knows how to find you, they know what you've got going on, how to connect deeper with you, like where can our listeners get more of you in their life?
1: So the two main places that I hang out on social media are Instagram and on TikTok. And I can be found at The Unplanned Chapter. That's my handle. I also do have a website, theunplannedchapter.com. And I do also have a support group for women who are struggling with co-parenting. And that can also be found on Facebook, The Unplanned Chapter.
0: Um, You've made it really easy for us all to get more of you in our life. You guys, I'm already following. You should too. If you love this episode or maybe you want Melissa to come back, let us know what you loved about it and how else we can best serve you. Um, And then I just have two closing questions, if you don't mind, that I ask all my guests. And the first one is, what's one thing that you love most about you?
1: The fact that I have completely learned how to surrender, just exactly what we talked about, being able to surrender and see my life as a beautiful journey and as it unfolds in front of me and being yes. able to see the excitement in that. Yes,
0: I can feel that from you. And it's very, very inspiring. I know our listeners are going
1: to be able to feel that too. Um, and then the last
0: question is just what does joy feel like in your body?
1: Joy feels like complete fluttering out of my out of my heart, getting into that place. Through breath work is where I like to experience that the most. Of getting into that, where I feel my heart completely expanding, and everything starts from here and expanding out, and that is where I feel the most levitated and and completely elevated. And I oh. try to get there daily in my in my practice of, and that just helps me see the world through through that lens as much as I can. Not to say it doesn't slip up. <laughs> That that come up, but but for the
0: most part, I try. To, it brings more of that to me. Beautiful. Oh my gosh! That this conversation has been so inspiring and so amazing, and I've just appreciated having you in this space and sharing this with you. We didn't even get to talk about breath work, which we both share in common. So we're gonna we're definitely gonna have to do something else with that at another time. But thank you so much for being here and for sharing your light. And to everybody else, uh, go out into the world, shine your light bright, and love yourself healthy. We'll talk soon. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you loved the chat today, take a quick screenshot of this episode and send it to a friend. Connecting with you brings sunshine to my soul. So let's continue our conversation on Instagram at JoyfullyBe and check out my soulful services at joyfullydivorced.com. Remember, joy is contagious. So go out there, shine your light bright, and live a limitless life.